0: Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday, everybody. Super excited to be with here to be here with you today. It is day number 320 of the faith led business podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the specific flavor of the faith led entrepreneur. Did you know that you have a flavor? Did you know that you have a specific taste that people get to taste or not taste. That's actually what we're going to be talking about. So let's dive right in. You guys always know I love new beginnings and Monday in my book is always a new beginning. So let's get the party started, shall we? Coming to you a little bit earlier than usual today. Um, And that's just because things lined up that way. So here we go. We're going to be taking a look at Matthew 5 verses 13 through 16. And this is what it says. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. And glorify your father in heaven. Ooh, This is a very powerful piece of scripture. Because it shows us just how powerful it is. To have flavor. To be the salt. To be the light. And today, you know, we've been talking about how we do things differently. Us faithpreneurs us faith-led business builders we actually do things differently than most would we don't work from the worldly systems of buying and selling we work from the kingdom systems of sowing and reaping so we need to take a look at how our ultimate mission which is to make disciples of all nations that is the grand the big Commission that we have been given over everything, being a parent, being a spouse, be having a nine to five job, and being an entrepreneur. Whatever that may be, if you are a believer, that is the overall, that is the overarching calling on our lives, which is to share the good news with others. In this reading about being the salt and the light of the world, I think it's so powerful because that is what we do as entrepreneurs. We show up in a different way. We show up in a powerful way for our audience, being just that, being the salt and being the light. Yet, yet, I think sometimes we have the tendency to be the salt and the light for others who are already called to do the same they're already called to do the same they're already called to be the same for others especially if the crowd that you hang out with are churchgoers and also are entrepreneurs they have the same mindset that you have they have the same heart set that you have. They have the same mission that you have. Yet what good is it for us to shine our light for other people who should already be shining? And isn't it interesting how we spend so much more time uh, sharing our faith, I guess you could say. I was going to say ministering, but sometimes that's. That word doesn't resonate with people, but basically sharing our faith with others who already know. They already know. Sometimes, of course, we're going to be there for our people, we're going to be there for other believers. We're there to encourage each other, to hold each other accountable, and do all the things. But how can I, as a faith led entrepreneur, be the salt? and the light and it's so interesting that many people who are what we would call lost who don't know the good news yet they're not anti-god they just have a different picture of what god looks like and so it's very important for us as faith-led entrepreneurs To personify that, to live that, to be that in our everyday actions in our business, in our content, in our business, in how we show up in our business. Are we doing things with excellence? Are we doing things with consistency? God is always calling us, go over to revelations Revelations," and he's going to tell you, are you hot or are you cold? Well, that applies That applies to everything you do, not just your faith part. It applies to everything. Are you hot or cold in your business? Are you posting one day half-heartedly, just kind of like, oh, I need to do this again. And then the next day you're like, eh, you convince yourself not to show up for your audience. And then the next day, you're just kind of like, okay, maybe I'll check the finances in my business. No, maybe I won't. And we're back and forth and back and forth between a hobby and a business. And you guys know that my motto is if it's not a hobby, it shouldn't look like one. And so today we're going to be talking about the special flavor of an entrepreneur. What does this look like? What does this taste like? Not for us and not for other believers. But to our ultimate calling, which is to reach more people. That's the ultimate calling for our business, is to reach more people. It's going in the exact same direction. So here are a few things that will help other people who don't know him yet. Your audience who may not know Jesus Christ yet. A few ways that you can be the salt and the light for them. Are you ready? Here is a great list that John Maxwell pointed out. So I'm going to be quoting him. It says, All people who don't know him yet need to be unconditionally loved. They feel as if many churches and Christians would rather correct them than connect with them. Okay, I'm going to start right here because this is such an important part, not only of faith, but of business as well. Are you spending more time in your business? And I'm talking about business because this is how we are going to be connecting with non-believers. This is our job. Our business is our tool. Our business is our tool and so are we in the way that we show up are we pointing our finger at people are we putting people down for behaving in a certain way for acting in a certain way I mean people have been just crazy in these last few months especially these last few weeks what are we doing as Christians are we sitting here on our high horse pointing the finger Or are we still showing them that we can unconditionally love them just as Christ did for us? What is the face of a faith-led entrepreneur, of someone who believes? We can each evaluate that on our own. How have I been showing up in these last few weeks? Are we more correcting people, even in the way that we educate them? Are we spending more time correcting, kind of hinting that they are wrong? Or are we connecting? Are we showing them unconditional love? Are we being there for them regardless? Another one is most people will not come to church. So what does that mean? Most people who are lost will not come to church. So what does that mean? That means that we need to go out and find them. If Matthew five thirteen is talking about being the light, the salt and the light, light is not meant to put on a, under a bowl, but to shine for others to go into the darkness. We've talked about this before. What are you doing as a faithpreneur to go into areas, uncharted territories? Are you joining groups? Are you, how are you connecting with other people that wouldn't normally come to you? See, this is the problem with lots of people and their posting on social media. They think that because they just posted something, and they're getting some interaction on it that they're doing well in their business and they can just kind of wipe their hands clean and say okay i've done my to-do task for today without actually analyzing who is responding to that post is it the same person or same few handful of people over and over and over again If that is the case, then let me tell you, you have a hobby in your marketing. If all you're getting is the exact same people over and over and over again, there is a problem. We have decided to put our light under a bowl and that bowl is our same little group of friends on social media who are always going to praise you for what you do, who are always going to be like super happy with whatever you put, post. And of course, we're called to interact with them and share with them. But we are called to go out. Go out and find more people. Go out and connect with more people. So just posting on your timeline On any social media platform is never going to be enough social media is basically I like to correlate it to an onion especially on Facebook it has many layers and I'll explain it to you really quickly so that you can understand why just posting and showing light to the same people isn't gonna cut it for you so at the core of the onion we have your friends your friends i'm just going to use facebook as an example we've got your friends right at the core they're the ones who are always commenting on your posts because they're the ones who actually see your posts the facebook algorithm is only going to be sharing back and forth with people who you interact with and they interact with you then there is the second layer of the onion Which is your friends, quote unquote, that you have there, but you've never interacted with them. How many of you have accepted friend requests of people that you don't know, yet they're your friends on your friends list? That is the second layer. They may see some of your posts, but if you're not interacting with them, you better believe it's going to be like half of 1%. Very, very little. And then you've got the outside layer. The outside layer is those people who are not your friends. You would call them, let's say, your cold market. Although I would, I would guess that most people, their cold market is even inside of their friends list because they haven't ever interacted with them. They haven't taken the time to connect. Maybe to correct You've taken the time to correct by putting out your content and hoping it lands in somebody's timeline and they learn something from it. But you've probably never taken the time to connect. How do people know that you are that awesome person that God says you are if they never get to interact with you? How do people know that when tough times come and you're saying there is hope, they don't even get to see it because you haven't taken the time to meet them where they are at. So our second point is go out. The first one is love unconditionally. The second one is meet them at their point of need, not at yours. Your point of need may be, I just need to post this and move on with my life. And just let everyone magically come to me. That's how most entrepreneurs treat their social media content. God is saying, his strategy is saying, "Uh, no. No, you're not going to have people come. You are going to go out. In fact, Jesus constantly invited people to leave everything and follow him to do just that. And many people said, "Sorry, I'm going to stay with my wealth. Sorry, I have to go bear bury this person in my family. I've got to go do this first. I'll I'll take a rain check. I'll be back." But he's saying, "No. It's time for you to go out." Connect with and care for those people who are not yet believers. Your model is Jesus, the great connector. He connected physically. Jesus went about all the towns and villages, connecting physically and healing people. He connected visually with them. He he saw them and people knew that he saw them. He would call them out from a tree, from wherever they were, from laying on that mat, where for 30-something years, this guy was laying there and everybody would just walk by him while well, Jesus stopped because he saw him. He connected emotionally. He was moved with compassion. When was the last time when someone did you wrong in your business, either a customer, a client, um, a team member, somebody in the business realm And instead of being mad and instead of going and doing the gossip thing and instead of going and unloading on social media, talking about how you've been done wrong. When was the last time we showed compassion? Did Jesus go, you know, if Jesus were here in the modern techie world, he wouldn't sit here blasting all of the people who did him wrong. He would say, "Forgive them, for they do not know what they do, and let me see how I can help if they want to be helped. And if not, behind the scenes here, I can still pray for them." And he also connected spiritually. He taught in the synagogues preaching the good news of the kingdom. So we as faith preneurs have this beautiful job to create connection. In all the different ways, verbally, if you have a podcast, visually, on Instagram, if you take pictures and images, both with video, there are so many ways that you can connect deeper and create engagement with people so that you can reach the other layers besides that inner layer of the onion. Stop just tasting the core of the onion. You want those outer layers. The outer layer is the one that you usually just kind of peel off and throw away, right? But God is saying nothing is wasted. That outer layer is where I want you to go, where I want you to do your work. Also, pray for opportunities to share your faith. Every morning when you get up as a faith-led entrepreneur, your job is to say, Lord, take me to where you can be seen through the actions that I take, through the visibility that I have in my business. Am I being that diligent and responsible over getting visible. Because the truth is, you may have some amazing ideas. You may be a super compassionate person and caring person and you're like, I'm ready to give it all. But if nobody sees you and nobody can find you, it's pretty much the same thing as putting your light under a bowl. So are you taking the time to get visible? Are you taking the time to understand what that even means? And how you can do that more efficiently in your business. These are parts of the business that many people don't love. Just like I don't love the financial part of my business. I would rather be out creating and doing other things. But they're essential to the growth. Of your business. And as your business grows, you are able to bear more fruit. Also, you want to be intentionally sharing God's thoughts. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Let your conversation always be full of grace and seasoned with salt. That's what Colossians 4, verses 5 through 6, say. Add salt to people make them thirsty to know more about god how are you you know when you buy a course and sometimes the course creator has decided to drip the content out to you instead of just give it to you all in one shebang because it can get too overwhelming and most people won't implement in fact only five percent of people actually go through a whole course And so some course creators have decided, look, I'm just going to drip it out every week. I'm going to give them something new to consume. How are you making your audience thirsty to know more about God? What type of encouraging content Showing them that they are seen, showing them that they are heard, showing them that they are understood, that they are not getting the finger pointed at them, that you are willing to make connections and you are showing your unconditional love to people. How are you making them thirsty? Oh man, I wanna go watch him or her because when, when they talk and when they teach, I never feel guilty. I never feel bad about myself. I always just feel encouraged. And I'm ready to go out and do the next thing to the best of my ability. That's what happens when I interact with so and so. That is being the light. That is adding your flavor to their palate. So that they keep coming back and back. How many of you are like me? When you taste that first cookie, you can't just stop at that first cookie. You need to keep going to the next one and the next one. What is your flavor? Have you defined it? Your flavor can actually be seen through your brand. Do you know your brand so well? And do you know the content pieces that go along with your brand that it gives this ever-flowing amount of flavor that people want to keep keep coming back and tasting. That's what you want to be sure you are putting out there. Adding value to others so you can gain respect and develop relationships. In the morning, ask yourself, how am I going to give value today to my audience? And when you go to bed, Ask yourself, to whom did I give value today? We always need to be doing self-checks. Do you know why? Because lots of times, those of us who are not organized in our content creation, we wing it. Some people are really, really good at winging it. I am one of those. I am one of those. This whole year of doing this podcast, we are on day 320 consecutive days. I have not once looked at what I'm going to be talking to you about. That, I believe, is a gift, but it also comes from a habit of winging it and just trusting that God is going to speak through me. That doesn't mean that that's how business needs to be done all the time. There are certain areas for Holy Spirit to just speak through you, And there are other areas where Holy Spirit is going to nudge you and say, you know what, can you just get a little bit organized here? Can you be a little consistent here? This morning in, uh, in the Visibility Vault, which is my paid membership group, I posted a question. And actually that question was preceded by this fact. That 20% of what you do will actually move the needle in your business. If that is the case, what are you choosing to do today from your to-dos? What 20% are you choosing to do that will actually move the needle in your business? Do the things that you know are going to create the most impact. Stop spinning your wheels. Stop overthinking. Stop winging it. And take on the role of the CEO of your own business. The CEO always knows what's happening and why it's happening. They know why it's happening because they have their eye on the bigger vision of their business. God wants you to have your focus on the bigger vision. The bigger vision is introducing others to the king of hope. That is the bigger vision of our business. How are we going to, in the details of our business, make sure that that happens? because when we are not executing effectively on a smaller scale, there is no way we can get to those outer layers of the onion. It does take planning. It does take intention and thought in what you're doing. And it's super important for the growth of your business and for other people to be able to taste what you have to offer for them. And it is so important for others to be able to, maybe at a distance, but then they're gonna start getting closer and closer and closer. You are that lighthouse. There may be some ships lost at sea right now. And they see this little light in the distance. And that's the one light that's going to help them not get shipwrecked, not to crash into the rocks on the right or the left. That one light is going to take them back home. That light, my friend, is you. That light is your business. That light is your willingness to have a flavor, a consistent flavor. And to always have the power on for your light switch to be going 24-7. Now, you may be saying, well, Monica, that's not realistic. How can you always be a light? Even when you are just like feeling down yourself, how can you do that? You do it by changing, and I've talked about this before, by changing the way that you pray you could be in a specific difficult situation that could throw you into this rabbit hole of doom and gloom of depression of anxiety of all the things it's very easy to be put in that spot especially these days but if i go to god and i say lord can you please help me I'm in the worst position. I feel awful. I physically feel awful. I feel depressed. I feel like no one loves me. I feel like I don't have purpose. I feel, I feel, I feel. Remember that flag word, feel. We usually pray that way. And I'm going to repeat this because I feel people need to like continually revisit this. How is it that I'm coming to God so that even in my prayer, I am a light? If someone happens to see me passing, you know, walk by me like my children or something and they hear me praying, what are they going to hear? And the way that you can be your own light in your most difficult times is by... Instead of asking God to get you out of it, expect that he already is. Expect that his plan is already greater. Remind yourself that the victory is already yours. He didn't call you to be or do a specific thing without a plan. See, we may be able to wing it, but trust me, he is very strategic. He is, like we talked about last week, always connecting the dots behind the scenes. And we get stuck on dot number one. And we can't even connect it to dot number two because we're deciding to stay on number one. And so when we pray, we're saying, God, I thank you for the victory that you are giving me right now in this specific moment. I may feel at my worst, but I know that this will not last long. I know that this is a season. I know that you're asking me to look towards you to not take my eyes off of you. I know that the safest place that I can be is in your will right now. And I am not willing to lose my focus. I am not willing to lose my track that I am running on. I am not willing to go and take a look at other people's races so that I can feel bad about myself. I am trusting You, the God of all creation, the one who knows me from head to toe. I know that through the sacrifice of your son, there is no way, no way that you are going to leave me shipwrecked. There is no way that you are going to leave me in this space. And I am choosing today to remind myself that I am your child. I am your daughter. And you do not leave us without those things that we need to keep moving forward. In fact, you never permit anything that is out of our reach with your help to come to us because you know we will be able to get out of it with your help. Lord, I am thanking you and praising you because I know today, even if I feel like I'm in a bad place, I'm going to grab those feelings and I am going to make them obey to your truth. I'm going to make them obey to your truth. And today is going to, I am choosing to make it a beautiful day because you have chosen to give me life. Do you guys see the difference here? This is almost like um, Dana Wilde's brain training. She has all these like affirmations that you do that way, but in prayer form. It's like assuming, assuming. That God's got you. When you assume that God's got you, there is no place for worry. There is no place for depression. There's only place for expectancy. And that's it. I am expecting my body to work. I am expecting my nervous system and my cells to align. I am expecting those relationships that were broken to be fixed. I am expecting or I'm expecting God to bring new relationships in. I'm expecting those new clients to come because they have been willing to see my light because I was willing to shine it in the first place. I'm expecting all of these things. And the more that we can do that for ourselves, the brighter and the brighter and the brighter it is that we are able to shine so today we are going to pray in this week so that god will make us remember help us to remember that we are the salt that we have this specific flavor that he wants to use so that as soon as other people taste it they just cannot leave they keep coming back they keep wanting more and it's not more of us it's more of him because that flavor comes from him it doesn't come because we're qualified to do something or because we've had certain experiences none of that matters it's all about him and so let's go ahead let's pray this day in and um and we are going to claim this over our lives so thank you father for another day of life Thank you for this Monday where all things are new. And we are claiming for those of us who are feeling stuck, who feel like we need someone to shine their light on us. We are praying specifically for them today, Lord. That they should know that when you say we have the ability to move mountains out of the way, to slay our giants, that you are not a man that you should lie. And so we hold on to that promise. We hold on to that truth. Because we have a big job to do. There is no time to stay in our own mess. Because our job is to go out with the trust and belief that we have in you to go out and find other people in their messes and help them to get out of it. There is no more time for us to wallow in pity parties, There is only time to rejoice in the fact that we have a loving father who will never leave us, who always sees us and will always meet us at our point of need. Because he wants other people to see the great works, the great miracles that have been done in our own lives. And we are able to take that testimony to them and they will want more of the same for themselves and for their families. Our job is generational. Our job is legacy building. Lord, help us to see the importance of us having a flavor for you, of us being a light on a hill. We do not want that light to be dampened. But it all starts with you, Lord. Help us to continue to love others in the same way that you love us unconditionally. And the more that we can understand that you love us unconditionally, the more courage we have to go out and be bold in our businesses, in the marketplace. So we thank you, Lord. We are expecting amazing things today. And we are just calling on your angels to fly ahead of us On our behalf, to open doors where doors are closed, to remove strongholds where things seem bound, and we just ask in the name of your son Jesus to heal all of the areas that right now may be hurting in our lives. We thank you and we praise you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you for hanging out with me. Day 320 here. And um, yeah. Let's go work on that 20%. Let's go be that light and let's figure out what our flavor is. Because each and every one of us, though it's the same flavor of God that we are putting out there, we all do it in such unique and different ways. Such unique and different ways. So let's go ahead. Let's do that. Let's be that. Boldly. Boldly with no excuses just trusting trusting that that next step you're going to take today in your business is the right step it is if you are not yet part of the tech squad where i get to send you notifications of when i go live go ahead and send me a hi at 4085399611 And when you do that, then you will be uh, notified of when I go live. Today was a little bit early. And also uh, I'll be sending you throughout the day little encouragements and different things like that. So if you wanna be part of um, my text squad, it is once again, 408-539-9611. So have a fabulous day, everyone. I cannot wait to see you shine on my timeline today. I'm gonna be checking you all out. (laughs) Take care, everybody. God bless. Bye-bye.